Riders Radio Theater is on the air. Saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Too slim, the man of many hats. What if Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth? This is Texas Big Fender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle it too. We're gonna hoop and holler and holler at the moon. But the red and buckaroo There's a place around the fire for you With riders in the sky So come on and let's ride And now with the 2021st performance of their career Here are Riders in the Sky Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarettes. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have so much going on tonight that I just want to introduce us real briefly before well, we you get into you, the you hardly need to introduce us at all, Ranger Doug. Writer's Radio Theater is getting so popular. We are getting so famous. It's true. I went into a restaurant last night. I took my girlfriend to the restaurant, and we walk in, and I've never been there, right? And the hostess lady says, dinner for two? Ha! She knew me. Get it? Dinner for two? Ha! It's my name. Ha! Thank you, Slim. Thank you very much. As I was saying, Riders in the Sky are Too Slim, Ranger Doug, Woody Paul, and Joey the Cowpolka King. We're going to take a ride down south of the border with an old western swing tune, well, a fairly new western swing tune called Riding on the Rio. I thought that was a great job. Riding on the Rio, on beside the Rio, silver braided through the golden sand. Where slowly flows the Rio, grows my rose along the Rio, waiting by the silver Rio Grande. Where I go, she waits, I know, where we parted long ago, climbing like the roses on the borderland. My lonely day begins with her name upon the wind And I'm longing for the sunny Texas sky and sand oh, I started for the Rio, lips are parted on the Rio She holds all I ever wanted in her hand Where slowly flows the Rio, grows my rose along the Rio Waiting by the silver Rio Grande Where 
I go, she waits, I know Where we parted long ago Climbing like the roses on the borderland My lonely day begins with her name upon the wind And I'm longing for that sunny Texas sky and sand So I started for the Rio Lips are parted on the Rio She holds all I ever wanted in her hand where slowly flows the Rio, grows my rose along the Rio, waiting by the silver Rio Grande. Waiting by the silver Rio Grande. Our heroes of the ether will return after this enlightening message. Euphonia, what is it, Euphonia? Oh, Cluefoot is getting so slow. He can't keep up with Jeannie's horse anymore. Can you do something about it, Daddy? Oh, now, little Euphonia, you know how expensive B-12 shots are, and the 20-mule team primatine would, would kill an old horse like him. But maybe it's time to think about trading, old Cluefoot. Out of the mouths of babes, eh, neighbors? But don't just trade, upgrade at Mammoth Mammoth Youth Cayuse Corral. Hi, friends. El Vital Larry Mammoth here with great news for you. If you're one of the first hundred neighbors down to the Cayuse Corral, I'll allow you $999 in trade for that old nag of yours, and I don't mean your wife. <laughs> Seriously, friends, ride, leader, drag that worn-out steed to Mammoth Mammoth Youth Cayuse Corral, and you can scut away on one of my fine pre-owned thoroughbreds. I know I can hear you. You're saying, El Vital Larry, what have you got in stock? What have I got in stock? What have I got in stock? Just listen. I've got Morgans and Arabs, Stallions and Geldings, Belgians and Clydesdales, some of them yearlings, Piebald and Skewbald and Sorrel and Bay. The Cayuse Corral is a trade in your way. Friends, if you outlive this plaid jacket, there'll never be a better time to trade that crowbait taking up space in your barn. $999 and you don't, he doesn't even have to be breathing. I've got the largest inventory south of Rexdale the Boulevard and you get payments a banjo player could afford. I'm easy to find. Just take the chorizo cut off at the edge of town and look for the circling buzzards. Remember, don't trade. Upgrade at Mammoth's Mammoth Use Cayuse Corral. Lip service paid monthly to the ASPCA. And now it's time for Comedy Corner on Riders Radio Theater, here with today's mirthful moment, Too Slim. Thanks, Texas Fix. It's great to be on Comedy Corner today. Uh, here's a joke everybody knows and loves. A woman with a baby boards a train, and a, a drunk comes down the aisle <laughs> and says, Madam, that is the ugliest baby I ever saw. So the lady starts to cry. What, and wait the conductor a minute. Just a cotton-picking minute here. Wait, wait a minute. You're interrupting Too Slim's time-honored joke. I have to interrupt, Ranger Doug. It's the only time I get to say anything on this show. <laughs> Woody, that's not true. You talk a lot. I know, but I only get to say things like, Great idea, Ranger Doug, or I'll take care of the horses, Ranger Doug. I never get any funny lines like Slim does. Well, Woody, that's because I'm a funny guy. <laughs> I've devoted a lifetime to the study of comedy, the work of the masters, the psychology of humor. I was class clown. Every party I go to, I'm the first one up on the table, lampshade on my head. I've seen it many times. <laughs> Boys, I know deep in my heart that I'm a funny guy. I'm going to tell a joke. Well, hey. a, a great comedian has to have great material, Woody. <laughs> I know that. I've got this April 1987 Reader's Digest here. Did, <laughs> did you say April of 87? Is that the issue with I was Joe's Smegma? Great issue. Well, why, yes, it is, Slim. 
Here's a joke from the laughter section. Are you going to do the waitress in the truck stop gag? I love that one. That's a great one. Yeah, I've got to hand it to you, Slim. You know your jokes. <laughs> well, here goes. <clears throat> we had stopped at a highway restaurant. The waitress took a customer's order and was walking to the kitchen when she realized she had forgotten something. She turned around and hollered, You want to roll with your dinner? No, thanks, the customer replied. I'll just sit here and eat it. <laughs> uh, I'll just sit here and eat it. Nice try, Woody. <laughs> oh, this audience is slow, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the magazine, Slim. Oh, I don't need it, Woody. I already memorized the joke. <laughs> uh, we'd stopped at a, re a highway restaurant. The waitress <laughs> took a customer's order. <laughs> she was walking to the kitchen. She realized she'd forgotten something. She turned around and hollered, You want to roll with your dinner? <laughs> no, thanks, the customer replied. I'll just sit here and eat it. <laughs> Stop me now. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. But I'm afraid that's all the time we have for Comedy Corner. Great idea, Ranger Doug. I'll take care of the horses, Ranger Doug. Thank <laughs> you. Time, time for a song now. <clears throat> oh, boy. We want to send this one out to Alice Joel and Noah Hansen, who listen to us over KSTK way up in Wrangell, Alaska. We have a song from our brand-new MCA album, and we call this one... The Line Rider. There's a broken out window at a lonely line camp where the snow comes drifting in. There's a hole in the sole of a lone buckaroo that won't heal in the cold, cold wind. There's a longing for light in the gathering night and for warmth that no stove ever gave. So he patches the window Lights up the fire, it's the best he can do for today. Silent as breaking of day 
So he saddles his pony and rides down the line. It's the best he can do for today. Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> Stay with us, Saddle Pals. We'll be right back. Here's a little of a Ranger Doug original, Whispering Wind. Back, buckaroos and buckarettes, you're listening to Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> and now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode, episode two of the exciting Western melodrama, Phantom of the Valley. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, in our last episode, Riders in the Sky finished their adventure in the Yukon and headed for home. Now some time has passed and they are back in Tumbleweed Valley at their own home on the range, the famed old Triple X Ranch. And it's Saturday morning, and that means it's time to hitch up the old Studebaker wagon, load it with old newspapers, empty number 10 cans of beans, and old sarsaparilla bottles, and head into town to recycle. Whoa, whoa there, whoa, boy. Gosh, it sure is busy here today. Sure is, Slim. Come on and let's get this stuff unloaded. Then we can pick up those supplies, side meat needs, and still make the monthly meeting of the Tumbleweed Valley Miniature Golf and Historical Society. Yeah, we don't want to miss it today. I'm presenting my paper about when Tumbleweed Valley was a big Spanish land grant and the legend of the Phantom of the Valley. Uh, we don't want to miss that. Come on, let's get busy, boys. Okay. The riders make quick work of their civic duty and are about to depart when a voice from the past halts them in their tracks. Howdy, boys. Welcome. What are you doing here? You don't look like the recycling type, Slocum. I'm not. <laughs> Recycling's like Texas. It's for the little people. <laughs> right, Charlie? <laughs> right, Slocum. You couldn't be more wrong, Slocum. Huh? That sort of selfish, short-sighted thinking is what's leading this planet down the narrow road to an early demise. Yeah. Recycling is everybody's concern. Right. We have a sacred obligation to preserve this planet <laughs> and keep it in good shape for the future generations of little buckaroos and buckarettes. Yeah, hand me a Kleenex, we had Charlie. <laughs> 
Hey, maybe, maybe you're right. I'll look into it. But, hey, let's not quarrel. I'm not looking for any trouble. <laughs> That'll be the day. Say, how'd you get out of all that trouble you were in up in the Yukon? You mean the pipeline thing? Well, yeah. when the volcano erupted, it destroyed all the evidence. And they thought I was dead anyways. Oh, with a good lawyer here and a good lawyer there, no problemo. <laughs> but I learned my lesson. I've turned over a new leaf. I'm in land development now, and I'm operating strictly on the up and up. Right, Charlie? Right, boss. <laughs> Should I give him the pie now? That's a good idea, Charlie. Look, we brought this pie over there at the bake sale. Why don't you guys take it as sort of a peace offering? <laughs> Thanks, Slocum, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, here I you go. Miss... Take it. What? Whoa! <laughs> you hit Ranger Doug and the Moosh with a pie. Oh, I'm sorry. I tripped over Charlie's foot. Charlie, you idiot. Sorry, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Let me help you off with it. Let me get it off your face. <laughs> 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 I can't Ooh. tell you how sorry I am. <laughs> it's okay, Slocum. I, I'll presume it was an accident. Of course it was. <laughs> wow, there's a perfect impression of Ranger Doug's smiling face in that pie. What kind of pie is that? Well, it's cream of latex. I mean, it's a uh, banana, uh, banana, banana cream pie. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'll just take this one back. Maybe they'll give me another one, then I'll send it out to you. So long, boys. Let's go, Charlie. Uh, come on. <laughs> Gosh, what do you make of that, Ranger Doug? I don't know, Woody, but I don't have to. What I know is that Slocum may have turned over a new leaf, as he says, but leopards don't change their spots that easily. That's a good point, Ranger Doug. A mixed metaphor, but a good point. Thank you, Too Slim. I knew it myself. Now, we'd better move on off ourselves, because right. we have plenty of things Howdy, to do. Howdy, boys. Ha, drywall. Hi, Sheriff Drywall again, boys. Wow. Well, that's great to hear, yep. Hi, Sheriff Drywall. And how'd that all come about? Well, you remember they let me go because things were so peaceful and they figured they didn't need a high sheriff anymore. Well, what made them change their mind? Well, there's a new land development company coming to the valley here now, and the town council figures it may lead to boom times, and if it does, they ought to have the law enforcement in place. Well, they called me up and offered me my old job back. So you took your old job back. That's great. Well, not right away I didn't. You know, I was doing pretty good up there in the Yukon. The drywall, last time we saw you, Sergeant Dudley was taking you off to jail. I know, I know, but did you know in Canada they pay you $3 a week while you're in the clink? I had no idea. <laughs> I sure do. You know, that's a dollar more in a week than I was making back here, so I said no to being high sheriff again. But then after I'd served my time, they called me again and made me an offer I just couldn't say no to. Really? Yeah, they offered me $3 a week plus. Plus what? Well, plus I told them if I was going to get back into law enforcement, I needed to update my equipment. So they bought me the latest in high-pursuit police technology. Got it hitched to this post over here, boys. Why don't you come on over and take a look at it? Wow, look, Ranger Doug, hey. his horse has a blue light mounted on the saddle horn. Yep. It sure does. <laughs> what's that funny thing mounted next to it, Sheriff? This Brown? is a real for goodness siren, boys. Look here, I just turned this crank on it and... Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Works real good, don't it? Look how I got everybody's attention. That, that's all right, folks. Y'all go on about your business. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> well, that's great, Sheriff Drywall, and it's, it's great to have you back home again, too. Thanks, Ranger Doug. All right. Hey, did you see that? That mule down there just ran a stop sign. I got to go. See you boys later. Go on, Drywall. Speaking of going, boys, we'd better get these supplies for side meat and get on over to the Historical Society meeting. Yeah, we can just make it. The riders hurry, and while they miss a discussion on the zen of miniature golf, they arrive in plenty of time for Slim to give his talk. Okay, is this, is this thing on? Okay, is this on? Ranger Doug, is it? Can, can you hear me? Okay, tonight I want to talk about Don Ricky Ricardo Proboscis, also known as the Phantom of the Valley. 
1692, Don Ricardo received a land grant from the King of Spain. That land is the present Tumbleweed Valley. Now, unlike most landholders of the period, Don Ricardo was a kind and generous landlord, much beloved by his tenants. He shared the land and the water with them and asked only a modest share of the harvest in return. He was an expert swordsman and a crack shot, but his preferred pastime was writing operettas that evoked the beauty and grandeur of the West. But in 1695, he became embroiled in a bitter feud with a rival landowner named Valdez over water rights. Valdez lived in an adjoining valley. The feud simmered for several months, and then one night, Valdez's men raided Don Ricardo's hacienda and burned it to the ground. The Don somehow escaped the inferno of his home, but his face was horribly disfigured by the flames. He disappeared shortly after that and was never seen again. Valdez took over his land, terrorized any campesinos, I think that's people who, who are camping out, who dared stand up against him and diverted the Tumbleweed River through an underground cave to his land. The valley began to slowly wither under the hot sun and it looked as though it would soon become a desert. Then six months after the fire, a mysterious caped figure on a black horse began to harass Valdez riding out of the night, always wearing a different mask and always one that featured a prominent nose, he struck fear into the hearts of Valdez and his men. The campesinos, I already told you what that was, said it was Don Ricardo come back to save them and to extract his revenge. What Valdez had to say has not been recorded. A year went by in which this phantom of the valley so thwarted and terrorized Valdez that his henchmen deserted him and then he himself resigned his holdings and left the valley in disgrace. The water was then returned to its natural course and the phantom of the valley has not been heard from since. However, the legend is that if the water rights of the peaceful people of Tumbleweed Valley are ever threatened again, then the phantom of the valley will return. And that concludes my talk on Don Ricardo Proboscis. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Ranger Doug. Thanks, Woody. Thank you. All everybody's gone now, Slim. I think you can stop saying thank you. Well, thank you, Woody. Quiet down, Slim. Thank you. Besides, it's about supper time, and Side Meat said if we were late for dinner, he was going to feed it to his mule. I pity the mule. Well, thank you, Woody, and thank you, Ranger Doug. And let's go now. Okay. Later that night, when the dishes were cleared away and washed up, two Slim and Woody gathered round the kitchen stove to watch Side Meat experiment with a new bean hybrid he's been working on. What is this stuff, Side Meat? Well, I call it uh, the new bean hybrid. That's over here on the next page, though. It's a cross between popcorn and beans. I call it poppin' pintos. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ranger Doug, as he does most of the I'd hate to lose that one, boy. Oh, yes. Saddles up turbo and goes riding down the canyon to commune with nature. Strum his guitar and write beautiful songs of the West. And night falls. A full moon rises. And in Tumbleweed City, an unusual hot, dry wind swirls in from the desert. It is an ill wind charged with static electricity, heavy with menace and imminent violence. It fills the atmosphere with a hard, brittle tension and causes moods to change, tempers to flare, and even good men to lose their way. With a wind like that a-blowing, most folks turn in early, and by 10 o'clock the streets are deserted, and the only light burning is in the back room of the ARID Land Development Company. So no one notices when a familiar, handsome figure in a big hat, sporting a big, frozen, maniacal smile, comes riding out of an alley and right down Main Street. In one hand, he holds a guitar. In the other, a six-shooter. He reins his horse to a stop in front of the OKU's Cayuse Corral, and then as an unearthly yodel rips through the night, 
He puts the spurs to his steed and gallops down Main Street, shooting out windows and street lights left and right. The shooting rampage is followed by unbelievable acts of vandalism by the yodeling, smiling, heroic-looking horsemen, and soon calls from outraged citizens begin to pour into the office of the High Sheriff. Hello? Newly, re newly reappointed High Sheriff Drywall speaking. Sir? Who did you say was doing it? Listen, buddy, crank calls are against the law. You're lucky I opted for a blue light instead of one of them new phone readers. Now put the cork back in the bottle and go to bed. That's the craziest thing I ever heard of. Imagine Ranger Doug shooting up the town. Hello, High Sheriff Drywall speaking. What is this, an epidemic of crank calls? Roll over and stop dreaming, buddy. Craziest things happen when that daggone wind blows in off the desert. Hello, listen, buddy, if you're calling to tell me what a girl in old Mission Oak Tree, only a herbicidal maniac would do something like that. I'll start investigating right away, but I'll tell you what, buddy, if it's Ranger Doug doing all this, well, it could be the end of life on this earth as we know it. Is this the end of life on this earth as we know it? Has Ranger Doug really gone off the deep end? Can it be that the idol of American youth has feet of clay? You will know the answers to these questions only if you tune in same time, same station next week for episode three of Phantom of the Valley entitled The Arrest of Ranger Doug. It's shocking, unimaginable, break your heart melodrama you won't want to miss. And it's coming soon to this theater of the mind. And now, here again are America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckaroos. This just about winds up this episode of Riders Radio Theater, but we want to remind you to tune in next week, same time, same station, for more stirring melodrama of exactly this sort. Until we meet again, from all of us to all of you, so long, saddle pals, it's been so good to see you. For more information on Riders in the Sky, Two Slims Mercantile, or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, right here, Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, Whites Creek, Tennessee, 37189. Riders in the Sky and their guests stay at the beautiful Quality Hotel Central in Norwood, Ohio. If you would like to attend a taping of Riders Radio Theater, write to, I'll give you that address in just a second. Call, rather, 513-731-WBXU. That's 513-731-WBXU. This is Texas Big Spender saying so long, Saddle Pals. See you next week on Riders Radio Theater. <laughs>